Howdy everyone, Kit Harvey with you for a special installment of Our Conversations, a bite-sized glimpse behind the scenes at Our Sport with founder Anthony Pugliati. You'll know Anthony from his work behind the scenes on the podcast, but I assure you when it comes to the Our Sport brand, this man is very much front and centre. Following our familiar template, Anthony and I just sat down and talked. Even though we've known each other for a couple of years, I didn't know the R-Sport origin story. I also wanted to ask, what's coming next? For someone a bit nervous about being in front of the microphone, I quickly learned that if you get Anthony talking about something he's passionate about, you can't go wrong. Enjoy. Yeah, I guess when you first asked me to be involved with our conversations, the podcast, I was a bit nervous to start with because there's a lot happening in the media space at the moment and it feels like every person and their dog has a podcast. And so how are we going to be different? How are we going to approach things? And I think that, you know, approaching it with a fairly classic format, just a sit down conversation, you can't really go too wrong. Correct me if you think I'm wrong with that, but I reckon that's more or less our format, just the sit down chat. That's yeah, that's a hundred percent it. And like it's for us, it's just getting in interesting people who are you know doing different things in different walks of life. Who you know who might have experienced you know something monumental and in a professional field. It doesn't have to be a sporting field, or it doesn't have to be anything. Or you know even a small business owner. Like we've had in the past, you know we've had a, a dietitian, which was super interesting. And for us, like getting the getting a guest on is also like a it's a learning curve for us, and it's a way to way to educate ourselves and our potential listeners or whoever's listening and like yeah it's just a conversation there's nothing nothing more to it and you know there's nothing really that's like an edge or a differentiation it's just something we're enjoying doing and at the same time we're meeting some great people whilst we're doing it yeah a few people have asked me oh how do you decide which guests to ask to come on the show and that kind of thing and generally there's a little bit of a loose connection with the r sport community some kind of a, a fairly close degree of separation be that you know, a friend of a friend of yours or, you know, an association I've got, um, whatever that might be, somebody who might have bought some R-Sport gear at some stage and, and you've reached out. Uh, and I think it's kind of because of the nature of the business, it's fairly got a fairly broad appeal and therefore the guests that we're going to have through the show and that we have had through the, the studio has been fairly, you know, a fairly wide selection from the community. Yeah, there's no, there's no limit to it, I guess. And like, yeah, there's always been that little degree of separation. Like no one's been a meet for the first time. I mean, or like it, it has been a meet for the first time, but it's through someone we know. And, you know, and that's like, that's the comfort of it as well. Like there's that, there's that icebreaker. Yeah. There's something to jump off from. Yeah. And it's been great. I mean, and then, yeah, like we don't lose. The great thing is we haven't lost communication with any of our guests since then. They've become friends of ours and, you know, we sort of, rally behind what they're doing and they rally behind us and that's where you you know you build that you know community gets thrown around a lot as a word but it, it is it's and it's so important and that's just where it's where, where it heads so it's just a, a win 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 all around i reckon it's it's been cool how yeah like you mentioned we have kept in touch with these people that have been on the pod um and that's kind of just an exciting thing building that feel of you know community that is based around our sport I'm sure that's something that you wanted to set out to do fairly early on when you established R Sport as a as a brand. Is that sort of was that on the mind fairly early on that you wanted to make it a fairly collaborative community based atmosphere around the product? Hundred percent. And um, yeah, like it was community around sport 
and particularly social sport to start. I mean, that's that was the whole crux of everything. We wanted to, you know, incl- be as inclusive as possible. And, you know, I remember early days I would I'd go out on a Saturday afternoon. I'm no photographer, but I would go down to the social basketball courts or social, you know, social sport fields and just start taking, you can see it on our, um, our gallery. We would just take photos of people playing social sport with their consent, of course. And from there, I just, you know, got to meet a few of the people and get to understand like their communities and what they're doing and how often they're playing and what sort of generates that conversation to play and what they, yeah, what they get from it. And it was, it was so cool. And like, that was one of the initial passions, like, through our sport was you know sports photography and getting getting photos through that and obviously you know the sportswear and then there's music side of it so it's sort of just like a concoction of creative sides of sport that we that we love and like that we actually do appreciate and you know like I said I was no photographer at the time but I was like you know I just want to do this and enjoy and it's a good way to meet people and you know a good way to sort of create content for what we're trying to build and that was just one of the early sort of pillars that we sort of worked off and you know it's probably dropped off since then and because you know things just get pretty crazy and um all of a sudden you know you've you've got charlie taking photos in certain areas which is fantastic and you know his skills are phenomenal and he i think he captures everything that we're after and what we're sort of trying to portray i guess there is that sort of realization you come to about the magic of social sport not everybody's going to be playing professional sport but Social sport does offer that avenue for the love to continue in a playing sense. And it's not something that necessarily exists all over the world, you know, in terms of structured social sport. I think what we have in Australia and particularly in Melbourne, in this neck of the woods, especially sort of north of the river, not necessarily exclusively, but particularly in this Brunswick, Fitzroy, Collingwood inner city setting, the social sport that is available to people is such so rich and so vibrant basketball futsal indoor soccer indoor cricket um, just to name a few sports and you can just see the love in people's eyes when they talk about it and to be part of that I imagine is kind of cool and I guess maybe where the custom team kits arm of the business kind of kicked off from is that what came first, the custom team kits or your interest in social sport? Oh, it's always been an interest in social sport. The team kits, that wasn't even part of the initial plan, to be honest. Like for me, it was like, well, actually, to be fair, one of our like one of our first tops or your know, garments was a soccer jersey because we've always had an appreciation for football jerseys growing up and whatnot. But I mean, I, I always had in the back of my mind, I do want to, you know, sort of get in the social sort of sport realm and you know eventually it did happen on the back of doing some work for Nikos um, which was an interesting interesting concept at the time and it was amazing how it sort of all worked out and you know the story there is fantastic I'm sure we'll get into that in a bit but I mean that sort of opened up all sort of avenues in a sort of niche to sort of work with these businesses and then you know obviously on the back of that we could work with social teams as well and you know in the long term hopefully work with local local sporting clubs in, in that capacity but um yeah like the social sports side of things like what I love about it is what we what we experience in it every Wednesday it's it's you know catching up it breaks up the week you forget about everything that's going on um you just have fun with it and you know there's an element of wanting to win which is fantastic and everyone loves winning like there's nothing wrong with wanting to win. Social sport as competitive outlet genuinely, genuinely. It gets me through the weeks. So like I just love getting out there and playing to win in a fair sense, obviously. You're right though. Once you cross the white line, 
there's just something that goes on, I reckon. Yeah. And like when you find a certain chemistry with your friends that, you know, is there's off the pitch chemistry and then there's on the pitch chemistry. When you find that, it just develops your relationships even more because, you know, it's something to talk about, something to look forward to together. Um, and you're achieving something together as well. That's what's amazing. You're achieving something with friends on one night of the week and, you know, you might go the whole way and it's, it's a memory forever. That's a beautiful way of looking at it. Yeah, it's, it's like when you think about it, it's, it's kind of amazing. Like, you know, you can be at a sporting club and, you know, I grew up in so many sporting teams and whatnot and, you know, you, you, you do make, make friends with a lot of people, but it's a lot of people you don't necessarily know at the same time and, you know, you do have that bond. But when you've got a small team made with close friends and that's kind of a rare occurrence and when you do get to achieve something together on you know one night a week whether it be a small win big win even going through the losses together you know you you go to the the pub after and you talk about the game in a different level and you talk about how we can be better and you know you might laugh at a few things that went wrong and then that's just that's just where the night ends and you know it's just like you're consoling each other and you or you're either bigging each other up and it's the best thing with your mates win lose or draw at our sport fc genuinely there is so much love in the room and that is why i keep coming back ultimately it's the relationships that we've built within the team the friends it's such a privilege to be able to strap those boots on and play for a team of that caliber on and off the pitch it it genuinely is and it's something that ultimately you built it was kind of you were the the genesis of that so thank you oh no worries honestly i didn't know where it would go i mean Initially, it's sort of just, and I, I love your story. Everyone's got their story of coming into the team, but yours was, oh, I absolutely love it. But I mean, it just came out initially as an idea. It was like, you know, it'd be kind of cool if we sort of created a social team with, you know, there's a couple of existing guys from another team that I played with. And then everyone else is kind of either, funnily enough, a customer or someone who was, you know, following us on social media that we, you know, put out a bit of a public story and said who would be keen. And, you know, we've got big Nate who's come through here. Obviously, well, he actually wrote a, um article for us and that was our connection initially. And then that was your connection into the team. And then you filled in one night and you didn't miss a game since, ever, ever since you haven't missed a game, which was like back in December 2020, I'm going to say. Yeah. Oh, it was so long ago now. It, it, it's so cool though. Somebody knows someone somebody brings someone else that person then brings someone it really does it's grown so organically and so naturally i think that's where a lot of the magic is that word organic it does make its way in to a lot of things we do everything sort of happens naturally which is awesome and i love it and all of our relationships have sort of come naturally and yeah that's that's uh, that's the beauty of a lot but um i mean a lot of the guys that have come in now they're all got something great happening as well like everyone brings something to the table in terms of something to talk about they've got a value you know they've and everyone's got great morals and you know we've all got the same vision in different areas like in in different aspects and everything sort of like intertwines which i think makes it so fun and so good the fact that everybody does seem to have so much going on off the pitch their own little projects uh non-government organizations charities artists we've got people from all walks of life and that's good for you and I because it gives us a lot of ammunition going forward for our conversations. Genuinely, you could get any individual team member from our sport and get them through the, the studio and have a 45, 60-minute conversation. So watch this space, listen to this space, and I'm sure you'll get to meet some of the our sport futsal club uh, individual team members on a, on a closer level. Well, I, um, I remember 
early days we had the well, I mean we still are early days, but early, early days before even knowing how this podcast thing worked, we, we thought it'd be a good idea to get every team member on one episode until we figured out having even three people on one episode was an absolute nightmare to edit. So that won't be happening anytime soon. We, uh, we've got, let's just say we've got months and months of material ahead of us because uh, I've actually, I'm going to tell you now, I've set a one person in the studio each time limit, one guest at a time. I genuinely stitched you up first episode and I, I look back at that episode and I, wouldn't change it for the world because it was just so authentic and you know the three three nikos guys were i mean they're as individuals they're amazing get them get them together and it's ruckus let us not forget let us not forget the three very quickly became four guests yeah i actually stitched up even more than i um i tend to have this um it can be a good thing or a bad thing, but I tend to be very um, inviting in certain ways. And like, you're an extremely agreeable man. You're very, you've got yes energy. You know, you say yes to things. Uh, sometimes it might get you in trouble, but genuinely, most of the time, it's all good and smooth sailing, except in this particular case, which was a tough pill to swallow for me. Three was a lot. Four was, four was excessive. And yeah, and it sort of, you didn't. You didn't find out to the day. I mean, until they got there, you we'll just, <laughs> I call just it dropped a, it on you. Yeah, we'll just call it a learning curve, mate. It was. It was a big learning curve. Um, but now, yeah, we're strictly on the one guest until we get maybe one or two more mics. Now, this is a little chat that I've wanted to have for a little while with Anthony Pugliardi, founder, creator. I don't. Do you call yourself the founder of R Sport? Yeah, I, I don't refer to myself as that, but I mean, if you're looking at it, that's that's like probably it. probably accurate. <laughs> yeah. I, I've got the dictionary beside me and I've pretty much got a bang on. Founder of R-Sport, Anthony Pugliardi. This is a chat I've wanted to have for, for quite a while because a lot of this information is stuff that despite working fairly closely with you on the podcast, playing futsal with you every Wednesday night for years now, some of this is new information to me. I want you to take me back to the Adelaide suburbs where you grew up. At what point did you have this little idea in your head about maybe starting some kind of sports apparel business? Where did that come from? Growing up, I played a lot of sport, um, mainly cricket. Cricket was, for me, the be all and end all. Played up growing, like play up, played growing a lot of Aussie rules. A lot of soccer, a lot of futsal, um, but yeah, it was always cricket. And um, but I mean, sport itself, like you know, my pre- like my appreciation for sports where sort of came down to tennis and football, whereas I didn't play them as much. But that's where the appreciation sort of went. And I've always, you know, I've always appreciated a you know a, a good looking aesthetic when it comes to sports, where and whatnot. But man, it didn't happen to about 2015 till I sort of realised a friend and I realized i'm sorry cousin realized that um you know we want to sort of get into designing some garments and whatnot and i was you know living in the uk at the time playing a bit of cricket down in cornwall for a bit of fun nothing serious and it was amazing we sort of bounced off each other and sort of designed more of a reflective sportswear range that was designed for cyclists so it was you know multifunctional and you know, high high visibility and you know just protective sort of sportswear, and um, it was it was it was interesting, you know, because the communication back and forth was quite difficult at times, being in those time zones, and you know I was doing a lot of the designing and he was, you know, doing a lot of the logistics and whatnot, so it kind of worked as well. And um, as soon as I got back to Adelaide at the end of 
2015, we sort of worked together on a few things and got in some garments and you know, everything was quite great. And I mean, looking back now, not as refined as everything is now, obviously, I've learned a lot and, you know, the logo is obviously different. And back then it was called KVRKR Sport. Um, Say that again. KVRKR Sport. So it's a... Um, it's cool. Yeah, exactly. So I had to dumb it down a bit. I had to just take the R out of it. And um, so the R was like the centerpiece of the logo, the backwards R. And from there, I mean, eventually to having a business partner at times can be difficult because you don't obviously always see things like, oh, we were pretty good, but, um, you know, probably didn't have the successful, we didn't understand business, put it that way. Things don't happen overnight. And we sort of had different visions on certain things as well. And, you know, things just sort of, weren't being as successful as we wanted but I mean it was early days and we just didn't understand that and you know we had different lives going on at the time and eventually it sort of just stopped and um about you know I always sort of had the thought in my mind it'd be it'd be cool to sort of take this on but I mean at the same time I wasn't too super interested and he came to me one day and was like do you want to you know would you be interested in buying out what's left and I was like yeah why not like I mean we sort of had a bit of negotiation here and there because you know that's how it is with business and we sort of came to an agreement eventually and I sort of took it on and really what it was is existing stock I could have probably could have just gone on solely and you know sort of changed a few things up and whatnot but I mean we ended up doing that and I took the stock and you know, the name is different now, the logo is different, everything's different. So in hindsight, you know, it probably could have just gone a whole different direction and the whole vision's different now, you know. It's it's so it's it does lead towards that general sportswear community sort of thing that I'm trying that I'm building now. And yeah, so I took the brand on and I mean I didn't do anything with it for a good two to three years and moved to Melbourne and started very slowly refining and sort of grinding and then figuring out what I wanted to do with it. <laughs> Is it safe to say, just listening to your description of, I guess, the origin story of R-Sport, is it safe to say that you were kind of learning just on the fly as you went, learning by doing? Absolutely, yeah. That's pretty much how I learned everything. I mean, I did, I took a design course to sort of refine my skills and still from there, like, uh, you know, I'm still constantly YouTubing and whatnot, certain things because I forget and, you know, that's just life. But I'm, yeah, I'm always learning on the job, always. And um, it's been, it's been such an incredible process to actually be able to see where things have sort of come from from back in you know 2017 2018 to now and everything sort of has you know gone the right path which is amazing to see and yeah I mean every day I'm just you know you still bump into hurdles that you need to overcome as you you'd know as a business owner but um yeah at the time when you were negotiating with your cousin about taking up uh, taking over and, and running the business in potentially in a new direction buying up old stock did you see that at the time as being a, a big risk? Like it's a pretty courageous move to take something on that didn't work the first time. Yeah, I mean, I see everything as a risk. That's <laughs> I should be in risk analysis to be honest. But um, no, I mean, yeah, it was at the time. It took you know, it took a bit of bit of conversation. It's it's low numbers at the end of the day, but at the time, you know, you're young and you don't know what everything's worth and everything, you know, you sort of speak to a few people and just to get a bit of an idea, but you, you know, you don't, you don't know what you're getting into. And, um, business is, business is scary. 
especially when you you become a sole trader it's even more scary you don't have someone to lean on and I'm, I'm grateful early days and still now obviously I've got Christy and she you know she's someone to lean on with advice and I've got all, all the R Sport guys as well all Sport, R Sport FC guys to lean on so there's a lot of people to lean on but I mean when you're a sole trader and you know your name's attached to that business it is it is quite scary. At the end of the day, it's your business, your reputation and, and where you take it is, yeah, purely connected with your name, I guess. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, there was there was an element of risk. Um, and then, I, you know, I decided that, yeah, let's, let's take it on. I mean, like I said, it was a slow burn. I moved to Melbourne and I hit a bit of a standstill. Um, I didn't know what I wanted to do in terms of with the brand. I was working in hospitality, eventually got a job in marketing and did a, you know, two years of that. And really through that, probably the last six, probably the last year of that. So yeah, the second year of that, I decided now's the time to sort of really go for it. And, you know, like people say, kind of a cliche in a, in a sense, but there's no, no time is the right time. And that was where I sort of found my comfort with it and just sort of decided to go for it and you know everything's still been a slow burn it's not like I'm getting in a whole range of stock at once and whatnot it's sort of dribs and drabs and then you know doing different things here and there so you've got to be fairly selective with what you're getting in depending on I guess season uh, relevance to the, the current crop of products that you've got out there's all sorts of considerations I imagine so much to consider yeah um, sometimes we get it wrong as well that's the thing like you, you think it's funny you, you think one product might be the right thing and it ends up being you know not hot a yeah a fizzer exactly and there you go you got you got x amount of product there that you need to sort of you know eventually it'll it'll sell but it's it's just part of the game it's I don't like to put too much expectation on things that like I've learned not to. So like even knowing what I do about the business, you know, we first met each other a couple of years ago. I had sort of a vague idea of what you did in terms of uh, sports apparel and, and kit design and that arm of the business as well. But from an outsider's perspective, you, you may be a sole trader. You may run the business yourself as kind of the founder and um, at this stage, more or less the sole uh, full-time employee. But you've always had, at least from my perspective, a really open door and a, and a generous perspective on running the business. You've always been open to outside ideas and really kind of, I've seen fairly seismic shifts in the way that you do things, even in the last six months, that is really collaborative and really, like I said, open to the opinions and ideas of other people. How much has that helped? And particularly, I, I do refer to our good friend um, Jasper Pittard in terms of the taking a little bit of the weight off your shoulders in terms of design. How's that been? Massive. Um, if you spoke to me probably early days, <laughs> I was... You captain's calls, not interested in anybody else's opinion? Exactly. And that's like, I learned, I learned a lot. I, you know, took a lot of honest discussions as well with Christy and my good friend Camilla as well. Like they told me, you got to be open to... Because I was, it's my way of the highway sometimes. And that's like, because you get so emotionally attached to what you're doing. That's the thing. I, get, I used to get so emotionally attached to everything, but that's just, that's going to get you nowhere. I mean, it's great to have that emotional attachment, but at the same time, you've got to be open to people's opinions and, you know, and your opinion is, isn't always the right one. I mean, at the end of the day, you're going to be making, the one making the call, but you've got you to take into consideration different factors and, you know, you can't think of everything. You can't do everything. That's another thing I've learned. You can't do everything. 
in business and that was like for me at the start I was like yeah I can take care of that I can take that care of that but you know your volume of work grows and your, your output drops I mean your quality of output drops um, so that's another that's another massive key thing and everyone I speak to in business these days I mean I love talking to people who are you know still in the early stages and you know doing what they do because they'll say the same thing and like they just say you got to be smart and you got to you got to operate smartly and you got to get people in the right areas doing the right things and then yeah you know collaborative stuff is amazing because one I see it as an opportunity to learn and you know you're broadening your vision and working with Jasper in certain nice aspects that's been amazing because we're very different in the way we design but it works because you know Jasper's got this amazing eccentric out there but works style whereas i'm probably a bit more slightly paired back slightly paired back um i know my sort of limits in certain ways and i know what works for me and what i can sort of get away with with what i'll design and because i you know i know if i try design in a way that i know isn't me or like it just won't work but if i know and that's and that's not where the brand is the brand is open to a lot you know so that's i have to be open to a lot as well so that's how that sort of that relationship has just blossomed in a way. So You guys are a little bit like the you know yin and yang, very complementary in the way that you approach things, uh, as you mentioned. When I think of our sport, the first thing that I think of is the custom team wear. I think it's one of the more visible sides of the business. You, know, you share quite a lot of images of, of social sports teams and brands, uh, restaurants that have had or you know, been involved in the design of custom kit for their for their purpose. To me, it's very hard to separate our sport from custom team kits. At what point did you sort of realize that that was something that you really wanted to, to specialize in? I can recall the exact moment. So it was actually, yeah, it was actually early in early 2020. I was in the shower. Apparently the shower is where the best ideas are generated right I've, some of the great moments someone told me that after i came up with this idea i was like oh my god gotta start thinking more in the shower but yeah so i came up with this concept in my mind because i know there's got to be more branches than to the business than just you know retailing sportswear which that's my what i love and you know that's that's where it's at but i mean there's got to be more offerings and i was like well Maybe there's an opportunity to reach out to restaurants or local cafes, et cetera, to do football kits. I can, yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'll show you eventually, but I was just dropping a DM to the local, local establishments around where we were living in Fitzroy at the time, Carlton. So I was sort of dropping lines, but man, I got, I got nothing back. I got like, yeah, it sounds all good, but it's probably not something we're into. And that's fair enough because, you know, at the time I've, got little to no presence i've got no portfolio really to show so i'll i was you know i was a little bit disheartened but at the same time i was pretty quick to scrap the idea and i was like you know what you're not so smart but at the time yeah i thought it was a great idea and you know it's it turned out yeah it just takes one person or one business to say yes right and then the ball's rolling so yeah i mean that takes me back to the moment that our opportunity came and it didn't end up being till about November that year. So we've gone through a whole year of almost the whole year of not doing it and not entertaining the idea and just concentrating. And I think it was a good thing because it gave us a year really to concentrate on our product and everything sort of 
started to started to happen online and you know we started to you know hone in on our our craft to say you know everything was sort of getting better and better and like I said it was it was a good opportunity for us to just really concentrate on what we were doing and then I remember getting a coffee one morning at Nico's right and Leo the guy at the front absolute legend so like I you know I've been in a couple of times and he sort of recognized that I'd been in and you know we sparked up a bit of conversation then I sat down with a guy who actually printed our t-shirts and we're having a bit of a conversation and then Leo sort of came and we had a bit of a chat after and he's like oh how do you know him and I was like oh you know I've got a you know a bit of a little sportswear label and he printed our tees and it's like oh you know let us see what you do and you know end up seeing that we did football kits and think the kit that sort of struck out to him was the the debut rsfc kit and um eventually we got talking and he's like hey i'd love to do some jerseys for nico's i was like unbelievable massive uh, unbelievable i was just like how has this happened like you know and that's the beauty of communication and conversation you just don't know where it's going to lead you and things happen at the right time and timing's everything as well i think i think timing is just you have to be in the right spot at the right time sometimes and this is what happened then and we presented about five to six kits to mark leo and tom the nico's owners and they've kind of that kind of drew drew out our process till now like presenting a certain amount of mock-ups and from there we sort of narrowed down what we wanted and we got a home and away kit and got the samples in everyone's excited i was super pumped and everything was amazing and then you know you get the final order in and that was it and then after that man like it was just it's just yeah i mean we've been constantly hit up by great establishments to do work for them and it's been amazing and then yeah like sort of fell into doing the team wear social teams as well and it's just it's been incredible to land nico's as that first big get with a custom kit was massive i reckon and you know they're a loved business they're an institution now in fitzroy they make some of the best sandwiches in melbourne if not australia that royal blue white design super eye-catching you can't help but look at it and think i actually want some of those for my business or some of those for my team it's such a big point of difference from just your base level t-shirt with a couple of logos on it which absolutely fill a purpose and are more practical in some business settings but tell you what having your custom team wear as a as a kit particularly in the slightly more like 90s inspired renaissance that's happening at the moment and the way that you design your kits is a massive point of difference it's very eye-catching and just yeah it seems fun from the outside in like i want one of those kits that was my first thought well yeah i mean that's that's the beauty of it like it's merchandise just on a different level you know like it's i love the merchandise that a lot of places come up because you know the branding and everything these days is so good and that was such a big part of of what facilitated the Nico's jersey was the branding that's already been done by the weekdays team like that I got sent the, the assets and I was like there is so much I can do with this yeah you know there's so many little areas I can add details of the little frog and like create a badge with all these beautiful brand assets that these guys have created and and that's just that's and that's how the community grows because from there you you got three three different businesses that are intertwined and you know we are kind of get to speak to one of the guys only over Instagram that is a part of a big part of that weekdays team and 
we always appreciate each other's work and it's always kind words and that's it's 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 a nice thing and that branding stuff you know it's just that same awesome branding and brand assets just on a different template do you know what i mean it's a different canvas so to speak yeah i mean where we yeah where we come in that's it like we we don't do the branding we just we facilitate the jersey where it goes and you know obviously we've got the contacts to get it manufactured and you know i i I know what i'm doing with the jersey now i know it looks good and i know what to present and what details need to go where and that's that's the beautiful thing it's it's just such a nice connection and you play in an r sport kit you'd be surprised you actually probably wouldn't be surprised you've seen it happen a few times but opposition teams say you guys have the best kits in the league where do i get one how can i make this happen for my team and I'm every time more than happy here. Have a business card. Let's do this. Well, I mean, that's um, that's probably one of the beauties of having our own team as well. Is it's um, it's free marketing, right? It's um, it's a beautiful uh, and like it's it's funny now because you know we're coming up against teams that we've done, and that's so fun. And I, I love it because you know I've built a rapport with who I've been in contact with, and you know on the pitch it still is it is competitive, but we've got love off the pitch, obviously. It's a real collegiate vibe, like especially we came up against the the yeah exactly. There's such a connection, like for instance with the the Bippy uh, chili sauce guys, uh, chili oil I should say. The chili oil is delicious, pasta bruschetta however you're serving it it's a delight oh man and i mean that was another great project because the beauty is like they get to give us their vision the with the, was so nice. amazing it, like again it's just such a pleasure to work with and yeah i mean that's that's what i love working with with our clients i love giving them complete freedom for their vision and you know we work within that brief and vision and present something to them obviously at the end of the day but yeah, I just love seeing where they go with it. You've recently moved into a really nice share studio in Collingwood to basically create an office for yourself. Again, a fairly collaborative, open plan environment. Very cool. Love coming in here to record pods. Where do you see our sport heading now that you've got this more of a grounding, more of an HQ, so to speak? Uh, where do things go in the next couple of years or can you think that far ahead probably i mean yeah i can't go as far as a couple of years i I try to just sort of project year to year right now but i mean yeah moving into this space was massive i mean it was a goal that we wanted to tick off at the start of this year is get out of working from home and find a space where everything feels a lot more professional and i mean places where we can have people come in and meet meet us and you know we have the pickup option available online so i mean when people sort of come in and pick up their order it's amazing to actually meet these customers face to face we have a bit of a chat you know they can get a bit of a feel for the product it's it's really nice um rather than meeting someone at the bottom of my apartment complex which is not ideal and it's not professional but fulfilled a function during lockdown i guess <laughs> it's very yeah i mean it was very very authentic but it wasn't it wasn't it um and this is where i sleep uh (laughs) but now yeah i'm proud as punch to get people up for a meeting and hang out and you know we've got the beautiful cafe downstairs that's into coffee and you know luke runs that into into carry as well the upcycling bags um so i mean it's just being around good people as well like it's kind of i love chatting to people who are in small business and luke's probably one of my favorite people to talk to because you know he's surpassing the startup stage now and you know we're trying to get to that as well and just sort of 
bouncing off each other in difficult moments but also positive moments and you know feeding off each other like that so uh, it's been a, it's been a really good thing moving here without giving away industry secrets what can we expect next from our sport roughly um i mean what i'm excited about is our genovese our sport poodle frames ready made kits about to come out in three-ish weeks so i mean Initially, I just wanted to make them available for the team, but I mean, it was crazy. Like the demand for them was pretty insane. So I'm just excited for that. And to be able to work with, have these amazing businesses, institutions, man, especially, you know, like Genovese has been around from the 70s and then, you know, Frames already made, what, early 90s? Yeah, 1985 was when the, the business started, but it's uh, the shop itself has been around for about, yeah, 11 years as a retail space, but yeah. Tell you what, that's a, that's a story for another time. Story for another time. Um, yeah, and then having Poodle come on board who have absolutely just, oh, their spot is just, everything about what they do is phenomenal. So like having three great sponsors on that kit, it was just, it was something pretty special. It's super cool. It's really fun to pull that on. It's a great feeling. It's a great feeling. And, you know, I have to say a lot of the inspiration is from my, it's a bit self-indulgent, but it's from my favorite kit growing up and from my favorite team, the 05 Arsenal jersey. That maroon and gold. Yeah, it's it's unreal. And that that's where the inspiration came from. So, I mean, there's not really too much to take away from it. And the Genovese and gold just absolutely sits perfectly yeah it's really cool that you've extended the opportunity i guess to off-pitch supporters uh, to wear the the kit that we wear on the pitch I, I just love that it's pretty crazy when you think about it yeah we're pretty much extending our squad to anywhere but i mean it's um yeah i think it'd be pretty cool to hopefully see someone walking down the street in a uh, sport fc jersey that'd be just It'd be so awesome. And to introduce the long sleeve option as well, uh, heading into, into winter, that's a big deal as well, I reckon. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of moving forward as well, I mean, a big goal of ours is to eventually, you know, I'm loving working with local establishments um, and that's just been great. We've met so many great people through it, but I also want to push into, you know, working with a sports club. I mean, I'd love to, I don't care what division, what team or whatever, but I'd just I'd love to work with a local sports team and get to meet more great people in that realm. Um, and then yeah, we're just going to be coming out with some great winter stuff. I mean, some more you know classic headwear and more running wear. And yeah, it's it's sort of it is quite broad what we do in terms of sportswear, but that's how I like it because. I mean, I'm just a general sports fan. Anthony Pugliardi, thanks so much for sitting down with me for a chat. I know uh, the heart rate must have been up. You had the nervous sweats going. You're not usually the one behind the microphone, so I really do appreciate you uh, and your time and generosity with uh, chatting with me today. Kiddo, man, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, buddy. Stay up to date with everything our conversations via our social media platforms at rsport double underscore on the gram or via the website www.r-sportswear.com. 